This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you practical strategies for building happier habits into your daily life. This week we'll talk about why we should treat ourselves and why we should avoid the stumbling block of the fake self-actualization loophole. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm usually in New York City, but today I'm in L.A. with my sister, the sage, Elizabeth Kraft, who's my happiness guinea pig and questioner. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. Thanks to Gretchen, I now set an alarm for bedtime, (laughs) and I'm happier for it. So, Elizabeth, before we do the Try This at Home for this week, let's talk about this really interesting email uh, that we got in response to the point that you were making about the evil donut player. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of comments about, about that. The, yeah, about the problem about free, people bringing free food, free tempting food mm. into the, wor- the workplace. So here's the email. Okay. I just discovered your podcast while at work tonight and had a quick thought about happiness and free food at work. I'm a third shift janitor in a busy office building, and I often bag up trash containing unwanted treats brought in by the daytime office staff, such as the evil donut box you mentioned. If someone really does enjoy buying the box of donuts or baking the batch of brownies, but their health-conscious colleagues don't enjoy being tempted by them, one idea to consider might be labeling them as a thank you gift for the night cleaning crew. We're often overlooked in office celebrations, and our limited budgets make any and all free food very appreciated. It can be a bit disheartening to see perfectly good cake in the trash, but having our efforts recognized once in a while is a joy. I thought that was... Yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, part of me says, well, does, you know, the night cleaning crew doesn't need donuts anymore than the rest of us. Right, right, right. However, given that 
there's less access to the yeah. huge amounts of free yeah. food. It's yeah. uh, it's a nice thing to sort of say, okay, well, here, we don't need these yeah. extra 20 cupcakes. Yeah. Guys, you know, help yourselves. And then if they don't want it, they can throw it away. Right, right. But it is true. I mean, don't waste it if, if there's right. somebody who really wants it. Right, right, right. And to see it thrown away when you would have enjoyed having it. And, and it's just a nice gesture, too, because yes. we all appreciate, you know, people who come in at night and clean the office. But if you don't overlap with them, you don't have a chance to interact with them. And so it's just nice to leave a note to be yeah. reminded to say, okay, well, we're going to say thank you. Make a gesture. Yeah, it's a way to let people know we we know that you're yeah. around when yeah. we're not here and yeah. we appreciate it yeah. and, and yeah. join the celebration with right. us by, you know, right. <laughs> on your own, you right. know, in your own way. Right, right, right. And now let's talk about the Try This at Home. And I can't wait to talk about the, this Try This at Home. I uh, This is a suggestion of something you can do in your free time at home, something small that can actually make a big difference in happiness. And this week is the tip to treat yourself. And um, I get a huge kit. I love Parks and Recreation. And, and here's a clip of Donna and Tom talking about their annual tradition of celebrating the day of Treat, treat Yourself. yourself. Treat Yourself 2011. Once a year, Donna and I spend a day treating ourselves. What do we treat ourselves to? Clothes. Treat Yourself. Fragrances. Treat Yourself. Massages. Treat Yourself. Mimosas. Treat Yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat Yourself. <laughs> it's the best day of the year. The best day of the year. Uh, as you can imagine, this is one of the more fun uh, Try This at Home tips. Well, Gretchen, I am very intrigued by this Try This at Home because I am dying to know how you treat yourself because most of us would say, you know, a glass of wine, a cupcake, dark chocolate. I know you don't treat yourself with any of those things, so I can't wait to hear how you treat yourself. Right, right, right. Well, and then we heard how Don and Tom treat themselves. Um, so the first thing, though, yeah, we'll talk about the treats, but first, it's very important to distinguish between treats and rewards. So a reward is something that you get because you've earned it. You have to justify it. A treat is something that you get just because you want it. You're treating yourself just because that's what you want. Um, and what's interesting about treats is it sounds very selfish and self-indulgent, but when you give yourself a treat, you increase your self-command. And they've done studies where if people are given little treats like a surprise gift or watching a funny little video clip, they have more self-mastery. And that's what we really need if we want to stick to our good habits um, and expect more from ourselves. Because when we give more to ourselves, we can ask more from ourselves. But uh, it's important to give healthy treats because a lot of the treats you just mentioned, I would say, fall into the category of potentially at least unhealthy treats. So, I mean, yeah, I treat myself with things probably that I shouldn't. But I, what do you treat yourself with? Well, the big the big ones to, to think about avoiding potentially are food and drink, shopping and technology. So things like, you know, binge watching the entire season of the Americans or something in you know one weekend. Is that uh, bad or that's good? Well, for some people, it can be good. There's not there's a, nothing is true for everyone. It always depends, which is sort of annoying about life. But um, I think for a lot of people, they can quickly become unhealthy. They they don't you don't want to do something to make yourself feel better that actually ends up making you feel worse. So you want to pick something that's a healthy treat. So maybe for one person, it is a healthy treat to have uh, you know, to watch one episode or to, to to watch one, even like one season of something, but for somebody else, it leaves them with that bad feeling. You want a treat to be something that's healthy. So like a treat for me, you said, what are my treats? 
a treat for me is perfume. Like I love, I'm crazy about perfume and I, and I work by myself. So I'll put on perfume two or three times a day. A friend of mine has a great, a great treat where, um, so every morning she has to like rally her whole family to get them out the door and stuff. And then she goes back to bed. Sometimes oh. she's dressed and sometimes she's in her PJs, but she just climbs back into bed for 20 minutes and just lies there. And she said, That's it, great. it's just such a treat. Um, so what do you do to treat yourself for good and for bad? Uh, I mean, definitely massage, oh. as I mentioned in the clip. I, yes. I massage. treat myself to massage. And the nice thing in L.A. is we you can get an hour massage for $30. Oh, you can't do that in New York. No. So, I mean, it may not. It's not the most, you know, luxurious place where you're getting a massage. But it it it. It take it gives you that hour to relax and yes. get that massage, and so and you don't have to feel guilty about the money. Right. Uh, so I do that, and then I watch The Real Housewives. But I thought you did that on your treadmill. Well, yes, but uh, lately, if I've been hi- if I've done a hike or some other kind of exercise that day, then I let myself watch it on the television, see, then not it's a re- on the treadmill. But then it's a reward, not a treat. So it's not like, but so it's a treat you give just because you want it. And the thing is, treats matter because when we give ourselves treats, we feel comforted and cared for. They kind of recharge our battery. And if you feel like you don't get treats, you start saying like, I need this. You know, I have to have this because you're trying to recharge your battery. Um, So not to say that you don't want to do that. Maybe that's a good system for you. But it's not really a treat because you're having to earn it. Right. Because I did the hike. Therefore, I can watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Right. But if it was something like, oh, I'm going to allow myself to do a crossword puzzle or I'm going to. Weirdly, like I've asked a lot of people, what are are your treats? Weirdly, a lot of people enjoy ironing. I don't don't know. Really? It's very strange. They but find it relaxing. They find it relaxing. Iron. I find clutter clearing relaxing when I'm in a certain kind of mood, I have to say. I wish I found clutter clearing relaxing. <laughs> no. Or ironing. Or, or yeah, yeah. Um, and here's one that was, I was talking to a guy and he's like, I don't give myself any treats. You know, he was so hardcore. And I was like, I bet you do. And um, he actually had a great treat was that every um, every Tuesday when iTunes releases new music, he goes on and buys himself new music. And I was like, ah, that's a great treat. That's great. You yeah. can look forward to it. It's, you know, it adds to your life. It's something new. It's a great treat. So we want to look for things that aren't going to make us feel bad. Listening to one's favorite podcast Listening to your favorite might podcast. be a good treat. That's a great treat. A tra- treat we should all embrace. Yeah. Listening to more podcasts. Um, let us know if you do try this at home and whether it helps you to treat yourself. You can send me a tweet at Gretchen Rubin to Elizabeth at Elizabeth Craft. Connect with us on the Gretchen Rubin Facebook page or drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Also, each week I post on my blog about the episode, so you can add your comments there too. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. 
And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now we're going to talk about a happiness stumbling block. That's our name for those small, seemingly insignificant things that just get in our way when we're trying to live a happier life. And this week's stumbling block is something that I, I feel comes up a lot. It's the fake self-actualization loophole. That, that, is, that, that sounds interesting. That <laughs> sounds controversial. I want to hear about it. Okay. So first of all, a loophole is when we're looking for a justification in the moment that's going to excuse us from some good habit that we're trying to form. So it's not like we're mindfully making an exception in advance. It's like in the heat of the moment, all of a sudden we're like, wait a minute, I'm off the hook here because I found a loophole. And the fake self-actualization loophole is one that is disguised as sort of an embrace of life or an acceptance yeah. of self. And, and so it seems like it's almost life-affirming to invoke this loophole. But it's a justification that a lot of times, when you look back on it, you realize that you've left your, yourself off the hook on something that you really wish you'd stuck to. Um, because for most of us, our goal isn't to just enjoy a few pleasures right now, but to build habits that are gonna make us happy over the long term. So it's this insidious thing it of is. making you think you're doing something good, yes. but you're doing something bad for yourself. Yes. And so, you know, and they're all so familiar, like, you only live once. YOLO. Yeah, YOLO. Uh, well, I'll be sorry if I don't at least try it. Or, you know, I want to live in the moment. Um, oh, here's a good one. This is so special. I have to take advantage of this or else I'm going to miss out forever. I mean, actually, fast food places will take advantage of this when they have these limited time offers because you, you think like, oh, my gosh, I have to get this heart shaped donut or I have to get this pumpkin spice latte because if I don't have it now, I'm going to miss out forever. Well, I mean, I definitely invoke the fake self-actualization loophole. I'm right now, I'm thinking of a, a night just, you know, in the last week, in fact, when I, and I'm sure I do it every day. It's a very common, it's like a one of the most particularly egregious one was Adam and I were going and Jack were going out to dinner with friends and I knew where we were going and I knew what I was going to order. Oh, okay. Nice, healthy salad. Yeah. And I got there and I got in the mood and I was having fun and the way I, I, I ordered, a, when the guy came to me, I ordered a pepperoni pizza. So I just... I and what was, was on, what was going through your mind? Going through my mind was, oh, I know I was going to order the salad, but I'm here and it's so much fun and I want to celebrate. It's yeah. Friday night yeah. and I want to just sort of live in, you know, live yep. in the moment and enjoy the moment and I should have a pepperoni pizza right. to right. really make this night shine, <laughs> basically. Right. And, I, you know, even though I knew that I would regret it, uh, I pushed that thought out of my mind yeah. and convinced myself that I would be glad I had a pepperoni pizza. Um, and, and were you? How did you feel about it later? Well, horrible, of course, <laughs> but it was delicious. I mean, right. I love, that's another, I love pepperoni pizza. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but it's that thing where you, I, I totally get it. You say, well, I 
another one is I'm going to accept myself the way I am. Right. So, and this is something I think I do with not being um, neat at yeah. home. I said, well, that's who I am. Right. I'm a messy person. Right. Love it. You know, right. love it, love me. <laughs> when in fact, I should say, no, I'm not just going to accept that it's not okay to just accept who I am as a messy person. I need to grow. By the way, I realized that because Adam informed me that. Okay. okay, can I just say, like, from a, taking a historical perspective, you have made amazing progress, and you're so, you've come so far that I think you deserve a huge gold star. But I take your point. I take your point. But the thing that you pointed out is is like I think a key key thing, which is how are you going to feel about it later? Right. Because because we there are times when we do want to live in the moment. We do want to like break the rules and enjoy things and, and, and take advantage of opportunities. But the question is how are you going to feel about it later? Because if you're like, oh, we're in Paris and it's our anniversary and th they make this amazing dessert and I want to eat it and I'm going to have it and it's going to be wonderful and you look forward to it and you enjoy it and then you look back on it with pleasure and it was like this, you know, highlight of the trip, that's one thing. And then on the totally other extreme, even further from the pepperoni, pepperoni pizza, is like you're in the office and you eat the stale donut as you're just walking by because <laughs> you just sort of, you're like, well, you know, oh, I, you know, accept myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and so it's completely unmemorable. By the end of the day, you can't even remember if you had it. So the pepperoni pizza is sort of in the middle. Like you, you really enjoyed it, but then you regretted it. And so I think with, with the fake self-actualization is to say to yourself, is this really going to help me live in the moment? Is this is this really what I want in the long term? Because in the short term, yeah, there's the embrace of the moment. But over the long term, what do you want your life to look like? Yeah. And it is hard because I will say, like, using you as an example, yeah. because you never invoke the self-actualization loophole that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, you are, you know, you're disciplined to the, the, the point that some of us <laughs> think you're insane. So you said yeah. to me once, do, does it ever seem like I'm, you know, a party pooper a little bit? And I'm like, yes. I think, I think the word I used was killjoy. Oh, killjoy. That's right. Do I seem like a killjoy and I had to say well yes when the rest of us are yes. toasting with yeah. champagne and you're just you know Okay, I do have wanting a piece of every, bacon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I do. I would have a little bit. Yes, but I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm, let's all have a piece of birthday cake. I'm going to have a piece of birthday cake, too. Yes. No, no you don't even have that dessert that mom gets for Christmas Eve. Yeah, the, the, the croak and boost. Yeah, and, uh, and boost, the, yeah. yeah boost de Noel and all the. So the, yeah. and I think that's why this is hard, though, is because it there truly are for most of us times yes. when we yes. do want to yes. step out of yes. of the norm yes. and it and it's it, it's a hard to judge what when it's appropriate and when it's not but see i think the thing like in your case you went into it wanting to do one right. thing right and so and then you didn't and so that's a sign that you were invoking a, a, a loophole right. because you had a different intention and looking back on it you wish you'd behave differently that's a sign of a loophole because it's like you don't feel good about the because what we want to do is we want to feel good about our choice Right. And a loophole is a way where you feel good about it in the moment and then you regret it later. And so thinking about it in advance and thinking about how you're going to feel about it later, those are ways to make sure that you're doing what you want. Now, of course, it's really hard to do that. I mean, but we should we could all look at our patterns and see when yes. we have those pangs of yes. regret yes. and think about what led to it. And yes. if you find yourself saying you only live once yeah. and then it's followed by a pang of regret. Yes. Rethink. Exactly. Exactly. I will. I will attempt that. Gretch, it's time for a listener question. And this week we have a caller named Jerry from Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, Gretchen and Elizabeth. I've 
been really enjoying your podcast, even though it's uh, just a nascent little show right now. Uh, my question is, one of the hardest things I find with developing habits is uh, finding an appropriate reward to really cement that habit, and especially when a lot of rewards that we may respond to are negative. For example, when I try to get my girlfriend to do the dishes, she'll do them very willingly if the reward is a piece of candy, but um, I feel like that's probably not a sustainable type of reward or probably the best kind of habit-forming cycle. So how do we find a appropriate kind of reward uh, that can be long-standing? Thanks. Bye. Well, this points out something really interesting about rewards and habits, which is that rewards, perhaps counterintuitively for a lot of people, rewards actually undermine habits. Because uh. Yeah. Now, because when you're giving yourself a reward, first of all, you're making a decision. Do I get this reward? Did I do what I needed to do to get the reward? And you want to have it to be something that you do without decision. You don't decide whether to wear your seatbelt. I don't decide to get up at 6 a.m. I don't reward myself for that. It's not something out of the ordinary that I have to have a special incentive to do. It's just what I do. It's my habit. Uh. And then also when you reward yourself, you're telling yourself that you would only do this. The only reason you're doing this is, for, is because there's some kind of deprivation or imposition. So, oh, the only reason that I'm doing the, these dishes is to get the piece of candy. Well, then if I don't right. want the candy, why am I going to do the dishes? And I think that this question, part of this question is about the problem of other people's habits. Because uh -huh. it's like Jerry is wants his girlfriend's habits to change. And that's not <laughs> the same thing as trying to change your own habits. Because the fact is, not doing the dishes is probably working out fine for her. <laughs> right. I was being someone who's not a fan of doing dishes. Yeah. I related to this question from the girlfriend's point right, of view. Right. I mean, this is really a problem of shared work, which is when you feel yeah. like somebody should be doing something uh, because you want them to do it and like, and they don't care. So one thing you can do is you can appeal to logic, which is, you know, I cooked, you should clean. Or I'm doing this, you should be doing that. This is what's fair. Now, sometimes when somebody won't do something, it's because I think in their mind, they're doing other things that you're not doing. And so they feel like this evens it out. And so maybe if you talk through that, you're going to discover that the like, I remember talking to this guy where his wife wouldn't lower the garage door. But then when wow. I talked to him about it, he was like, well, a lot of times she says she doesn't do it because she's hauling groceries or she's taking the kids out of the car seat. So it's hard for her. And I'm like, probably your wife is thinking, man, I'm the one going grocery shopping and hauling the kids around. The least you can do around here is lower the garage door, you know, even right. if it's subconsciously, you know, so sometimes you need to kind of talk about it. And then here's another thing. I mean, a lot of times people just have these weird aversions to certain tasks. Like, I don't know about you. Like, I've talked about the fact that I hate getting voicemail messages. For some yes. reason, this thing drives me crazy. Somebody was saying, like, I don't mind loading it. I love loading a dishwasher. I hate unloading a dishwasher. It's like, why do we have these? I mean, do you have something like that that you just hate for some reason? Um, well, many things. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting because what actually can cause change in me is to almost understand the other person's reaction yes. on a deeper level. Yeah. For instance, Adam finally explained to me that he truly feels sad when he <laughs> walks by my closet and looks in and sees clothes on the floor and hanging all over the place. And my, you know, it, it makes him, his mood sad. It's not just that it's irritated, it's that it depresses him. Ah. So when I thought of it from that point of yes. view, I could make the effort to change much more than if it was just irritating him. 
So if, for instance, the boy Jerry was said, you know, it really makes me happy. I mean, just to use the positive argument um, to uh, see the, the sink really clean and sparkly after we have dinner maybe that would be a way to motivate her to do the dishes. Right, because if you don't care about something, it's hard to consider the fact that for somebody else it really matters. And whether or not you think it should matter or whether you think it's logical, you can sometimes do something out of love for someone else if you know that it's really important to them. Um, but another thing that, to notice about rewards is the th- there's the difference between rewards and treats. Treats are things that we get just because we want them. Rewards are something that we have to earn or justify. And so the problem with a reward is like if a person's like, well, I don't care about the reward because I don't want to do it. And, and then you have to keep up with the reward. You really want certain things to become habits and not get into this reward cycle. You want it to just be a natural thing that somebody does. Load yourself with treats so that you have that feeling like, oh, I can ask myself to do these things that I don't like to do because I'm getting these other treats when I want them. But here's one last point about stuff like this is that if somebody's not doing something to help and you're doing all the work, one thing you can do is to stop doing it. Because the fact of the matter is, as long as you're doing it, somebody else doesn't have to. Right. You know, you can and go that, on strike. You, you, you could just say, like, I don't want to do this. If somebody keeps saying to you, I don't want to do the dishes, I don't want to do the dishes, but they keep on doing it. Some people are just going to be like, OK, fine, whatever. Like, this works for me. So if you're just like, well, I, I don't I feel like I shouldn't have to and I won't. Then there's kind of the consequence of like, well, maybe that person also doesn't want to have a sink full of dirty dishes, but they never had to face that consequence because they always got done. And a lot of times, a lot of times one person just cares more than the other. The other person doesn't care, so they don't care if it gets done and you care. And so, you know, some things I've just decided I'm going to do because I do care. And I'm just right. going to do it for myself because that's what I like. That's how I want it. And sometimes when you just acknowledge to yourself, I'm doing this because this is the way I like it, then you don't expect other people to uh, cooperate as much. There you go. If you'd like Gretchen and me to answer your question on a future show, here again is the number to call. 774-277-9336. That's 77 happy 336 The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com Gretchen. Okay, Elizabeth, let's saddle up for demerits and gold stars. And uh, I think this time I'm up to do the demerit, sadly. I can't wait. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm an underbuyer, which means that I hate to shop and to buy, to make purchases. I hate the errand of it. I, I just do not like any part of buying. Now, and that's in contrast to overbuyers. Those are people who love to shop and to buy. And, you know, they often will look for opportunities to buy, like they're going on a trip, so they'll buy a million things, or they'll buy 
the same thing in three different colors or they'll put in huge s- supplies. Um, I had a friend whose mother once, there was a mattress sale, so she oh. bought eight mattresses <laughs> that were not needed and they were in the guest room for 25 years. Well, wow, that's extreme even for overbuying. Overbuying is usually like, you know, you're going to France, so you buy like every little, right. you know, fanny pack thing they've got in the, in the tourist store. But, um, but as an underbuyer, it's actually a huge pain because we so often don't have the things that we need or we're making do. And so this came up in my life with toothpaste because it just the way everything works with me and my daughters and my husband, I'm the one who, it's easiest for me to like stop by the drugstore and pick something up. So we needed toothpaste, but you know, there was no way I was going to buy any more toothpaste until the, we were in the dregs, dregs, dregs. Yeah, last drop. And my daughter, my older daughter, Eliza, shares a bathroom with Jamie and me. So we had three people using the same mm-hmm. like little tire tube of toothpaste. So of course it runs out, you know, at night. And mm-hmm. so then we're like scrounging around the house, taking some from 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 Eleanor, my 10-year-old, or like looking for the travel size toothpaste that have been squirreled away in various corners, like making do. <laughs> so then I go to the store and what do I do? I think to myself, I really should buy three tubes of toothpaste. But did I do that? Oh, no. Oh, my God. I only bought one. I'm just like, why should I buy three? Like, I just feel, I don't know. There's something about You don't it. like to acquire don't. anything. It's, I, you you don't like to acquire goods of any okay, sort. But this is the ironic, well, I do some things, like office supplies I love. But the ironic thing is this means that I have to shop more. Right. Because it's like I could just go once and buy three tubes of toothpaste. But instead, I'm buying I three trips to buy the toothpaste because I just like cannot bring myself to buy three tubes at one time. I don't yeah, know. It's and just... I always say toothpaste and toilet paper <laughs> are two things that you don't want to run out of. Okay, I have I have come to see the light where it comes to, to toilet paper. That we have enormous supplies at okay. all times. I'm okay. not even going to ask <laughs> how it came to yes, be that yes. you realized I learned, you I learned needed that. to stock up on toilet paper. I learned that lesson. Uh, so I will say no more. And now it's over to you to talk about the happy thing. Uh, the gold star for the week. My gold star is going to the concept of attending your high school reunion. Oh, yes. Good one. Uh, Good one. Yes, because I think that, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, all those reunions come up. Um, and it's the further you get away from high school, the easier it is to say, oh, I'm never, you know, I talk to these people once every five years. Right. Who cares? Right. Everyone who I'm still friends with, I talk to all the time. You know, I don't need to go. It's a pain. I don't have anything to wear and all of that. Uh, But this year, you know, you and I are on the same reunion cycle. So we both every five years have a big reunion, which is fun because then we get to be in Kansas City together. Uh, But this last reunion I had was, oh, God, scarily, my 25th high school reunion. (laughs) I know, right? And... I went and we're talking, you know, it's at someone's house and we're chatting and having hors d'oeuvres and wine and the whole thing. And one um, friend of ours, yes, very grown up. And then a friend of ours who lives in Kansas City, so it's very easy for her to attend the reunion, doesn't show up. And everyone's going, where, you know, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? And people are texting her and she's saying, I don't feel well. And they're saying, oh, we don't believe her. (laughs) Um, And so one of my friends says, you know, we should go TP her house. (laughs) And then someone else is like, we should go TP her house. And then uh, my friend Joe Marie, who was hosting the uh, party, we're like, Joe Marie, where's your extra toilet paper? And a few of us went, we, Joe Marie got us a bunch of toilet paper. (laughs) Four of us got into a car. We actually drove to her house 
and we start TPing her house. <laughs> and we are not as good as it, uh, you know, as we were when we were 15. Let me tell you, it took like five attempts <laughs> to get, you know, one roll of toilet paper over a tree branch. There's an art. Uh, it's an art. Um, anyway, and then, of course, she came out, and then she invited us in. It wasn't like the old days, you know, where the mom comes out and starts yelling at you. I mean, she came out and said, oh, come in and have some, you know, coffee. Uh, but anyway, we all went in, and we had a really nice catch-up and visit. And then, uh, you know, she stayed, uh, and we all went back to the party and continued with our high school reunion. But, you know, it was just really one of those things that brought back that bonding, yeah. that great feeling of yeah. freedom and yeah. being a teenager yeah. and having, um, you know, that's just sort of those rites of passage. And it was just a spontaneous moment. And I thought, you know, I never would have had this kind of moment had I not gone through those necessary steps to go to the reunion. Right. So go see your friends. Remember that these are people you love. Even if you, even if it's a lot who you don't talk to a lot, you still want to check in and see how people are doing uh, and reconnect. Um, and, you know, if you are five pounds, you know, over your ideal weight, who cares? Go anyway. We have room in our lives, I think, for a lot of different kinds of relationships. And there's people who, yeah, I see them once every five years and talk to them for 20 minutes. But it's not, but they still enriched my life. That you know, there's still, it's still a relationship that matters. It gives you that feeling of continuity, attachment to your past. And so, I, you know, anytime you're thinking about whether to make an effort to spend a little money to go out of your way, to do something that's going to either deepen your relationships or sustain your relationships or broaden your relationships, it's a really good idea from a happiness perspective. And, um, and something like college and high school reunions, it, it does feel like it's going to be a huge pain leading up to it. You, and I always have to remind myself, like, you know, it's really going to be worth it. I'm going to be glad I did it. I'm going to be sorry if I missed this opportunity. And it's so great. But I never did TP anybody at a reunion, but now I'm completely inspired. Next time. Next time, I'm going to remind you to teach somebody. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Treat yourself. Now, that's an assignment that I think many people will embrace with goodwill. Treat yourself, but give yourself healthy treats and see if that helps you keep your good habits and your self-command. Let us know if you tried it and let us know what are your treats. We all need a lot of good examples of treats. Thank you, of course, to our producer, Henry Malofsky. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers and Laura Mayer from Panoply. Please let us know what you think of the show. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you have the time and the inclination, it's a big help to us if you rate and or review us. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft, And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. This podcast is part of the Panoply Network. Check out our entire roster of podcasts at iTunes.com slash Panoply. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. 
Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students.